officially on the interwebs. We are live, live on the internet. <clears throat> yeah, live on the internet. Um, welcome to the Nerd Ledger, everybody. We're nerds here to talk about nerd stuff because that's what nerds do. And it's done in a very professional, awesome way that makes it seem like maybe it would be on some kind of fancy ledger, old timey ledger. It's like a detailed report of goings on and happenings from yesteryear. There used to be this thing called a newspaper, and we read them, and it was a good time. And we still have them, but not as many people read them anymore because they are quite bulky, and uh, it's sometimes easy to get lost in like you know the maze words. So mm. yeah, yep, <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, sir, you have some news um, you should share with the with the millions of, uh... <laughs> of our adoring fans. <clears throat> yeah, um, all all twelve thousand million of them. That's right, guys. I passed my test. I went into the exam room. They threw, they they have a pool of a thousand questions. They stitch 150 of them random ass trivia questions for random ass multiple choice real estate trivia questions together. 150 of them in a row. And like, okay, now get seven at least 70 percent of them right. And yeah, yeah. And I went, the went the first time, struck out, got 68 percent, which is actually literally two two questions away. Went back again. I it was story and making sure you're in the right frame of mind for a test because I was really like just disheartened after losing the first one. And also, I got up way too early, even though I hadn't been practicing getting up early. I went there and I was just all grogged out. I don't know what was going on. I showed my ID to some nice lady. She sat me down in some room with a bunch of other stressed out people. I answered some funny answer. I answered some funny questions on a little screen, and then I went back and it turned out that I got a sixty-five percent. So, yeah, that one was good. But this third time, I gave up a whole weekend to study. I did a crash course. Nine, it was literally from nine to five. No, eight to five. So, you know, it was a thing. It was a full. It was a full day commitment. Um, and so I did that. I also listened to this guy called Prep Agent on YouTube. He does like a lot of. <coughs> he just does like a lot of random suggested vocabulary that might be may or may not be on the test. So you know, he just does like. But he does it in a YouTube format that's really easy to listen to, so you can just kind of have a passive playing in the background when you're like playing a game or something like that. So you just absorb random questions, random questions, and then over time you kind of get them all. So nice. Between, between all that, I you know I sat down in my car after I finished the test. Uh, super funny, the good story for that day it was actually super fucking stressful because I had to print out this thing called scheduled notice, uh, and you have to sign it. That's like you know confirming that you are who you. It's like a you know saying this is who I I am who I say I am. And, like, you know, I'm supposed to be here to take this test on this date. And, you know, it turned out the printer at home uh, didn't have any ink in it. So I had to drive it out of the office. Uh, yeah, you know, and that really <laughs> mucked up my schedule. <laughs> I had to dump back basically 20 minutes to Brentwood uh, to print out a single piece of paper that needed to be signed by me. And then I drove all the way to Sacramento, and it turns out that, that piece of paper didn't work anyway, and they hadn't filled out a whole new one when I got there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the first 10 questions had to do with this thing called a Brownsfield exemption. And in California, if you don't know what that, what that is, um, that's probably because you don't want to live near environmental disaster zones. But if you do want to live near an environmental disaster zone, a Brownsfield exemption is when you live near an environmental disaster zone and the California tries to read, gives you like some tax backs or some tax credit. And that was, that was it. Uh, uh, like and they're talking. This we're talking about like heavy toxic waste, like right, like the groundwater is fucking contaminated. <laughs> so wicked. 
Yeah, um, and that wasn't on any of the testing that I had done previously. You have to get these little certificates proving that you understand basic concepts of real estate theory. Uh, so I did that, you know, in the first few months with Ally Real Estate School, real estate school that our office is affiliated with. So Darren was a good real estate school to go to. Ally is the one I used. Um, sorry for slipping through my nose. That was probably really disgusting for all of our viewers. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you just got to deal. Human body does things. I just woke up from a nap with my dog. So I'm, that means I'm swimming in allergies right now. So don't add me on Discord. Um, yeah, you know, I was listening to that crash courses on the weekend and that guy prep agent didn't answer for that, didn't ask anything about Brownsfield. The first ten questions were about it, so I was all fucked up. And then afterwards, I actually there were a lot of questions I recognized that I have from my archive. There were some that I could you know confidently guess on, even though I didn't know the exact answer. And there were just some I didn't know at all. But you know, first time questions as being shit, I just straight up didn't study for can be very uh, disheartening. Yeah, it sounds disheartening. Um, but yeah, so then I sat in my car and then, you know, I was gave myself a little pep talk saying, all right, don't worry. Like if you fail this one, like it's just, you tried your best, you did all the things right. And like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on today. So you just schedule for a new one next week and move on with your life. And then I opened up and the first word I see is congratulations. You passed your test. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> and then I drove home and i called my friend and i don't know i was a little delirious so i went to taco bell got two chicken chalupas no lettuce no tomato no sour cream double meat double cheese baby chicken nice and a chicken quesadilla 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 that sounds wicked insane and i went home and i had a good fucking time <laughs> <laughs> made love to my bong like i had never made love to her before and uh yeah you know Ate a lot of ate a lot of uh, out of Taco Bell. It's like a slaughter, mm. horrible slaughter. Taco Bell is pretty pretty good. It can be sometimes if you know what you're doing. Um, I heard they're bringing the chicken pizza back and try to make it a permanent menu item. So that's pretty good. The chicken pizza, not the chicken, the taco pizza. Oh, the, yeah, the Mexican pizza thing. Yeah, Mexican. Yeah, yeah. I never had one. Except they didn't prepare like, very well and sold out. Like, well, apparently they're trying fast. to. They're bring, they're apparently they're trying to bring it back permanently. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's what they said. You know, but they, you know, just bad preparation for them. Yep. So. Bad market research. You know, it's like what happened with Coca Cola when they changed the recipe and literally pissed off half the world. Yeah. Crazy how that works. <laughs> Come try new Coke. This will last yeah. for a little bit until everyone gets mad at us, and then yep. we get sued. Well, yeah, they, one, I mean, of the, one of the worst marketing decisions ever made. Yeah, but their partnership with McDonald's, that was a good marketing decision. Yeah, now Coca-Cola is a cultural pillar of the planet Earth, dude. Yeah. You go to the the, the most... crazy thing is, like, when they changed the formula and everyone got mad, there wasn't really any difference. Like Difference, yeah. It, was just <laughs> it, just, it just, that's the thing, though. It's like... It's little things like that. I read a story one time back in like the 1950s. They tried to take the the windows off of the uh, subways in uh, in London, and apparently mm. they dro it drove people fucking insane. Like they were going crazy, and like and like fights increased, crime increased. So some that is to say that sometimes humans are a little quirky, and they like the same thing, and they like weird things that they shouldn't like sometimes, but they do. So yeah, Hold yeah. On, I'm gonna blow my nose because we get a little stuffy over here again. No, all good, all good. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's great. I'm I'm super excited for you that you that you passed your test and uh, now you're an actual factual real estate agent or can be at least. Um, so that's real neat. And that's right. If you navigate on LinkedIn, you'll see my uh, business card. I posted it. I'm Mr. Yeah. Official. That's what I said. I'm officially official now, dude. I'm so official it hurts. So you're going to find me a house? I'm going to do some business. I'm going to calculate some numbers. I'm going to run some comps, bro. You have no idea what's coming. Okay. I'm already pre-approved. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, um, that's good. And prices are coming down. If you want to drive up there, I'll do it. You're in my network. No, you're in my I mean, network. It's way, it's still like, so I'm, my wife really wants to buy a house, but yeah. I'm telling her like, you know, it's, it's the right time to wait a little bit Yeah, at because least a year. if That's you a buy good... a house now, you're going to overpay. It's going to be worth yeah. less than what we're paying. Yeah. We're, we're, we're like, we're, we're like in a transition period basically between from a seller's market into a buyer's market and everyone's just fucked up and crazy. And like, here's the thing, like, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but you know, I work with a lot of good realtors at our office and they're all dealing with fucking crazy clients right now because again, the market's just it's in those places. Like if you list, if you're listing your house now, you kind of missed out. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, and if you're a buyer now, you're like, you said, you're just kind of doing it too early. People are making outrageous demands because they went on the internet or they, you know, listen to some person, some jackass on some street corner who says he's a financial expert and said, now this is the best time to buy a house or whatever. And that's absolutely not true. <laughs> I'll, well, honestly, the best time to buy a house is when you are ready to buy a house. That's the most important thing I say, but that's the yeah. thing. There are other circumstances that can lead to more advantageous buying positions for the vast majority of people, which is probably what you're angling for. Well, yeah, it's just crazy to me that like there are still houses on the market listed for like four hundred thousand dollars that look like they've been set on fire. Yeah, that's like, yeah. There are a lot of people, you know, the land development thing is a real thing that's been going on. A lot of people are buying into that BlackRock hype, but BlackRock really isn't buying out here. If they were buying anywhere, they'd be buying down to L.A. or they'd be buying in the you know in the uh, the Panhandle or the whatever belt sun belt in the country middle of the country yeah that's where a lot of people are moving there are right corporations now. buying housing in sacramento though like yeah like there, there was like an entire block bought out by a corporation yeah that's what's happening but, i don't know how do you yeah. feel how do you feel about that so i don't like um, you're really sometimes you can be really pro-business but also i know you say you don't like large corporations treating people like trash because uh, they can't I'm I, I'm pro business, but I'm I'm anti big business and I'm anti big government. Like both are bad things. Like, yeah. and, and the thing is, like people will always try to make you pick one. Like, oh my god, like oh well, I'd rather the businesses have control than the government. It's like, well, I'd rather neither of them have actual control. control. Because, no, it's like, like it's just corporate corporate central planning is still central planning. And central planning doesn't work out when you have an economy or large. It's just a fact yeah. of life. I and mean, you have such a broad, diverse like range of markets, you can't centrally plan any <laughs> Yeah, like like I'm a big advocate for for the free market and. And you know, I think I think America has great opportunities for for a lot of people who take a lot of risks and are and are willing to seize those opportunities. And, and some of them become rich, and some of them lose everything or whatever. But you know, I, I think that that part part of what it makes America America is you know there are those opportunities, uh, but at the same time, like a lot of people because of that, like me, can't afford to buy a house because other people have so much more capital that they can just buy up everything and and essentially like affect affect the market like it's not it's not a truly free market when like 
the there's so much money floating around the demand or like the the demand is is increased only because very few people bought everything you know yeah <clears throat> so and renting is just a bad bet for long term for businesses. There's so many lawsuits that come with being like corporate landlords because they don't give a fuck about you. Your tenants can't eat them. So, yeah, like the 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 thing is like housing is is seen so widely as an investment now um, that it, like instead of like a necessity <laughs> that um, a lot of people get left behind and. I mean, look at this is this is actually insane to me though. Like, Sacramento's homelessness problem is way way worse than San Francisco's. Like yeah. by the numbers, it's worse. Yeah. And and that's only in in Sacramento, like in the city of Sacramento, not not, not the greater Sacramento area, not all the suburbs and everything surrounding it. In the city of Sacramento. Homelessness is like two or three times worse than it is in San Francisco, which again only includes the city of San Francisco, not the county, because yeah. th that's much much bigger as well. Yeah, you just drive like as soon as you get out of Oakland, you go along the hills and everything like that. You see the camp, like this, the camp cities, like it's the only way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, even uh, well, must four four years ago, mm -hmm. no, f three years ago. Like we were, we were in San Francisco, and like we walked up a street that was literally just tents and homeless people everywhere. Like, like the whole street, like people like were sitting in circles, like smoking meth and yep. stuff. And there's like kids walking down that street too. You know, it's just like uh, it's, it was really awkward and uncomfortable. And then like a schizophrenic guy shouted in my wife's face. Yeah, that's why I don't like going to the city anymore. Yeah. Back in the back back in the day, those guys like. The people on the streets used to be like have their brains were cooked by like acid or like too much weed or like too many shrooms so they at least they were fun to hang out with and they would say weird trippy things mm -hmm. you know but now it's like they're all high on meth and battery acid i mean don't say funny trippy things they just want to fucking kill you so they can like sell your teeth for more meth or something whatever's going on in their head so it's yeah. it's just a different fucking scene like that's the only way to describe it like i had some great conversations with dripped out people from like the summer of love back in the early 2000s like they were living on the streets of san francisco because the summer to them the summer of love never really ended and yeah. um you know all those people are gone now because they probably got murdered by a bunch of people who were addicted to meth so <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean yeah. meth heroin like yeah but i mean the, the the we could always talk about all that stuff i mean there's a there's there's a lot of stuff right. going on but yeah nancy pelosi touched down today i'm starting world war three i was sitting down like waiting for the fucking them to say okay we're declaring war on the united states yeah I, <sighs> I don't know like the united states has always had a, a weird uh like relationship with china because well we it's just a weird policy that we have with taiwan and china in general like we acknowledge china as like the sovereign uh the sovereign leader of taiwan but mm. like we've also said if they if they use force in taiwan we'll aid them we'll yeah. aid taiwan you know, so it's like we've always had that kind of wishy-washy policy when it comes to to Taiwan and in China. Um, but no, I I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm no fan of Nancy Pelosi, but I, I don't see anything yeah. wrong with her going to Taiwan. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, to me personally, it's just to see you know representatives of the Communist Chinese Party shouldn't be dictating where our senators decide to spend their time and diplomatically exactly. invest, diplomatically invest themselves like. 
everyone's saying the United States is being extra belligerent, but I think it's the exact opposite. I think China is being incredibly belligerent. <laughs> and people, people act like this is the first time someone's threatened us. Like, yeah, like it's you know, yeah. it's, not, it's really nothing new. Um, and and, w- and while we're all focusing on on and, on that and, other, and all the other bullshit, uh, people seem to have missed the news that we destroyed like the leader of fucking the, the uh, whatever that shit is. After we listen to the thing too, like I don't think that's really positive news because like why did we have to do that after we left? <laughs> well, why were we there for twenty years? We can't even kill Tar. Like we're killing. Uh, well, well, the brilliant thing <laughs> is like it, it it shows it shows terrorist organizations mm-hmm. that I mean like it's important because number one th- this was the guy who like planned out nine eleven really like you know he was he was second behind Osama bin Laden. And when we killed Osama bin Laden, it was a huge deal. Everybody was celebrating. Everybody was all happy about that. And then this guy gets killed, who's arguably more dangerous than Osama bin Laden was, and nobody even knows about it because we're all so far up our asses, and all our news is garbage anyway. And like it, 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 and then you have the the idiots on Fox News saying, "Oh, why was he comfortable enough to even be outside on his balcony to get missiled?" Like motherfucker. That's the whole point. He was comfortable to do it, and then he got killed. It's telling all terrorists you shouldn't be that fucking comfortable because we are still hunting you. Yeah. You and I, I don't know. It's just, again, for me, like, it, 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 I'm surprised we couldn't get targets on the ground. Like, I know he was – I read a little bit that I guess he was hiding out in Pakistan, or, uh, and it was, like, a very difficult political situation, like, you know, this diplomatic it's situation. Difficult. Everything in the Middle East is, is difficult, and it should yeah, be. Yeah, I know. That's why I feel like we should get out of <laughs> Well, yeah, absolutely, and in when just, and when, like it's three hundred years. It's three hundred years. Sorry, I just gotta say this, but it's literally almost almost six hundred years of empires fighting each other over that territory, and they all fucking collapsed. And you know who's still there? The same fucking tribals that have yeah. been populating this this the center for like thousands and thousands of years. Deep fucking cultural roots. They're still yeah. there. These other empires fucking aren't. Okay, you gotta read the writing on the fucking wall. Yeah. These people just it, it, it's. Also, man, like living there sucks. Like that's the reason the people are so hard is because it's a hard and rough land. They have a they, they have a because the winters there are so miserable. The entire country turns to mud, freezes over, then snows, and then they have horrible monsoons and rain seasons, dude. It's rough. It's rough living. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> on, on top of all that, like you know, the, the, this is this is the biggest one of the biggest issues with America is we're all divided, and and everything seems to try to divide us further. Like, nobody can can be honest about things. Like, we can't just say Joe Biden really fucked up when he pulled our troops out of Afghanistan, like, the way it happened. It was it was an actual disaster and a nightmare. But he should get credit for the drone strike on, on the, the leader of the fucking Taliban or Al-Qaeda or whatever it was. I know they're different and they don't even like each other, but... Yeah, and, like, I know the withdrawal was handled poorly, and I'm pretty sure it could have been done better. But I don't disagree with the spirit of it, because, again... No, no, like even Donald Trump was in favor of of pulling Leaving. out, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, and and people who hate him are gonna be like, ah, blah, blah 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 blah. Like, we we don't know if if Donald Trump, if he was still president, if he would have done a better job of of the pullout. We don't know, but obviously, yeah. people who support him, which I don't know how anybody still supports him, uh, yeah. a- after all the the stuff coming out with with the January six hearings and stuff. Well, yeah, but, after hearing that he literally attacked one of his own his own body it's pretty obvious now yeah. they literally they deleted and, text and like, his and daughter just... who he loves more than anything begging him to, to put an end to shit like as it was yeah. happening and he and just, just wouldn't do it 
I really just want to put this in people's minds. Like, can you imagine if we had a situation where Donald Trump, his security team listened to him, the security team took him down to the Capitol, and then all of a sudden he took control of this fucking violent mob and started taking violent senators hostage and demanding a recount. Could you imagine what that could have done to this fucking country? Like, it would have ripped us down the middle. Like, it's well, yeah, it, especially if if he's the uh, one letting them in, like to the buildings. Like, I, I don't think yeah. I don't think the the police and and everybody else would have let that happen still even with the president there saying that and it would have essentially been a showdown be- because mike pence would have still stood up to him i think like yeah and uh, it's just it's yeah it's crazy and, and now you also have mike pence on the stump for something that i absolutely hate which is he's very obviously trying to get a federal ban on abortion across the country where it won't be legal and then you would have states like you know like california that has almost 60 years of laws on the book about this sort of thing saying no and then you have the national guard going and shooting down abortion clinics and people shooting at each other it's just man like you know like there are no good options here that's the thing i've been thinking about lately that's the thing is like no (sighs) nobody can like it seems like everybody like loves to be on one side of something or the other like nobody can understand how gray a lot of life is and like we can say that mike pence doing the right thing like on january 6th and and, was important and standing up and yeah like he he did an honorable thing like uh, he did what he was supposed to and people should be there for that he was was there at the inauguration like he was there like you know he was he was the one officiating it basically for the for the trump presidency like right And, and it's not just mike pence a lot of republicans faced threats faced faced calls with donald trump where he threatened them where he yeah you know like, crazy to... shit and they yeah. all stood up and did the right thing and like i i don't believe in giving credit credit to people for doing their jobs but like when you have the most powerful person in the world arguably threatening you and and trying to convince you to do something like it's hard to not comply with that and yeah. so many people that are republicans did the right thing and that should be commended but yep. that doesn't mean you support their policies or give it like i i think mike pence would have been an awful president like if, if yeah. we would have got rid of donald trump and and or whatever like uh impeached him and then mike pence is president most of his policies are going to be terrible for a lot of people too like probably gonna be in you know or, like, probably worse right and the same thing with biden people when he got COVID, people like oh, i hope he died like i i hate you i hate you yeah. people why mike are you pence, wishing death on people and also yeah, mike pence is one of those guys that prays and thinks god is speaking directly to him and having him go do great works in the world you know like yeah. that's how it, so he mostly would have probably passed laws based on his personal faith which at the end of the day aren't very popular with the vast majority of voters when we have a rapidly like you know just diversifying religious spread <laughs> it's just right you know it, it, i this nation is going to be buddhist in a few years it's not going to be christian for much longer and, and president kamala harris is much more terrifying than president joe biden to me yeah uh, and too, i don't and honestly i don't know if she how long she'd last and then we get nancy pelosi you know yeah. uh, you know and you know another thing too like i don't like nancy pelosi i have a feeling like you don't like her either but also i think she's got a lot of fucking balls for touching down in china when they were threatening to shoot down her jet because she called their bluff that's basically what she was doing she's like okay fucking do it and she was flying straight to Taiwan. And you're like, hey, do something. Like, I'm here. I'm flying. Come on. Broadcast. I'm literally broadcasting my radar to the public, even though this is government plane with obviously, like, probably has, like, some weird, crazy stealth radar, fucking optical illusion Captain America tech on it. I don't fucking know. Like, it not be the case. But, <laughs> you know, it's still, like, it's, it's great. But I still don't. I still fucking hate Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, and that's the thing. Like, no, nobody should be refer- revering politicians and like cheering them yeah. on and like, like they they work for us. <laughs> Yeah. We should not be celebrating them for doing the things that they things do or not doing do. the things that they don't do. Like, yeah. Um, but I, I do like, I, like I said, I don't believe in giving people credit for doing their jobs, but I, but I do give the Republicans with with the election, like I give them a lot of credit because, like, without them, our country would, we probably like, I, I don't believe in conspiracies, but like we probably would be in civil war. Yeah, well, it's not a you know it's not a conspiracy at the end of the day when you have a bunch of people who are violent, well armed, and like you know just ready for immediate acts of violence. They sit online all day. This happened to me a few times where I just start writing. There's a bunch of places to watch really crazy documentaries. I'm not gonna lie, some of these documentaries are actually really really entertaining, if a bit anti-Semitic at times. But also, <laughs> you know, it's I couldn't just sitting around smoking a butt like way like way more weed than I or doing other drugs like meth and like watching these conspiracy documentaries about how people like you know people are drunk dragging like kids down to basements and like doing satanic rites on them and stuff like that you know like you got fucking what's his name roger stone saying that there's a satanic portal opening up above the fucking white house uh saying that we got to get president trump back in there so he can pray it away it's fucking great like you know they're appealing basically appealing to the worst aspects right now of their party and and the people who believe it like feel so deeply in their soul that like the election was stolen yeah like they feel like a like like the way well, we feel about if, like if, if you admit it, like you're out. Like that's, that's the thing. That's like what's going on. Like there's a deep schism right now between Republican Trumps and regular Republicans. Like you know, if you admit, if you don't admit that the oh, it's the, happening. It's happening on all sides too. Like the, yeah, the people the, the the right has infighting with Trumpists versus traditional Republicans, and the left has infighting between like far far left like people who believe in socialism and like traditional like joe biden democrats like you know like yeah. like joe biden gets 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 pillicked by republicans but also gets pillicked by fucking like aoc and and ilan omar and like people like very far left in his own party yeah so, which is to be expected but yeah you know um, the, the divide gets wider you know yeah and you know i there's also the problem is that a lot of good legislation gets caught in the middle. Like I do think that we have a serious issue rising in this country of pollution. That's what's happening in the ground. Some serious issues with groundwater uh, in a couple of cities across the U.S. that are just totally unacceptable for a country that claims to be the greatest in the world. Um, additionally, like you know, you have wildfires that have been burning out of control. Now they're starting to call it wildfire season, and I think that's absolutely unacceptable. And I think you should do something with the forestry department to make this not a thing that happens on the regular. But they just don't want to do it because then it yeah. turns. I hate this because like again you you have to like give Donald Trump credit because he did like straight up say like motherfuckers you have so much fires because you don't clean up your fucking forests yeah you need to manage your forests better like you need to divide them up into parcels and get them managed by our certain arborists and stuff like that instead of just doing replanting and hoping it doesn't happen again in 20 years um it's, it's it's annoying that you can't advocate for this position without being called fundamentally like you know anti-environmentalist or something like that but, right and, you know, and people, I, I watch people might people might hear me say donald trump was right about you know like the the, the ground floor forests and stuff and, and how that caused a lot of fires and they're gonna say wow you you support donald trump and stuff but it's just i, I don't <laughs> i'm just acknowledging like the truth a, of something you know that's a really dumb response like if your first response is okay i'm gonna you know that guy is obviously a trump supporter like and I think that's just a problem with the internet. Like, it just boils down the conversation and, like, you know, Soy Jack versus Chad. That's, like, what it is. Like, those images ruin the fucking, like, any any good argument on the internet. 
because like at the end of the day someone sees himself like you know as uh, everyone sees himself as the chad and that they're winning this con- like this argument and they're not going to secede any ground because the idea of them being wrong is just totally untenable and also part of this i think might be slight be at to be a little bit of knock on video games because a lot of people like you know are kind of used to getting whatever the fuck they want from a video game and all of a sudden like you know when you're in a video game you just win 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 and it's, sometimes it's really hard to lose and like when you do nothing but play those games all the time it happens to me like i get fucking angry sometimes and i think some people are getting that gamer effect through social media and it's just making them angrier over time well and it's, i mean and it's like it's not about for me it's not about being right or wrong like I, i'm happy to be wrong if it teaches me something and i learn and i can grow and, and whatever but like yeah and we are you're definitely like spot on when it comes to social media like people are so afraid of other people thinking differently than them that like as soon as an alternate point of view comes across like they're they just label the other person immediately like, i believe in a higher power I, you know i don't know what religion i would subscribe that higher power to but i just you know there's so much crazy shit that goes on in the universe and there's so many crazy things about our brains that we don't understand and we have these crazy ass dreams and you know it's there's a lot of crazy things so it makes Dude. me believe that there might be a higher spiritual power out there for all i know because i don't know that's the thing that's the other thing i don't know so might as well just game both systems you know become materialistic you wealthy walls to keep yourself so rich and always turn out on top um and dreams also are me, crazy they are you know and if i say i believe in a higher power a bunch of people will probably get fucking upset and think i'm like a bible thumper or something like that and it's very strange um dreams are very crazy and the fact that people can hear you people remember hearing other people's when they're in comas are fucking crazy like you know we barely under we barely have a grasp about what the human brain does like all we can really do is discern sometimes you feel emotions very intensely and that's really <laughs> have you like read like different uh like dream studies no so I, I do i do a lot of like lucid dreaming and stuff like that i keep a dream journal or at least i'm trying to very hard uh, so like uh you know like sigmund freud like a bunch of like psychologists and stuff used to do dream studies yeah. And like we, we found out some crazy things about dreams. And then um, the, like a, a question came about like recently, I, like I saw something and like it was like, do like have have people always dreamed in color? Right. And they, they haven't. That's the thing. I remember reading about this. Like uh, so like they were saying like in, in the 1800s and stuff, like when Sigmund Freud was around doing like dream studies, like people reported dreaming in, in color. But then mm-hmm. when TVs started coming out and everything was in black and white on TV, like a lot of reports were that people dreamt in black and white because yeah. that was the reality. That's like the, the visual things they saw like on TV, right? And so now like we have color TV, people dream in color again. But like there was like a, a large wave of people who were dreaming in black and white from when television was black and white. It's pretty crazy. It is like, and, you know, I think our brain, I think our brains are a little bit more active in our lives, and I think any of us kind of realize, and I think they it constantly seeks a way to categorize and store information in a much more efficient way, and I oh, think yeah. that's why people, I think that's why people get smarter over time. Like, you know, I think that's why our generation is a little bit smarter because we have computers, and our brains are essentially mimicking how we store, you know, information in computers, or at least how we access it. And no, I don't have anything to back this up. I'm not a neurologist, but. Our brains just do things and categorize information and store it for us. And, you know, watching neurons fire off is a very interesting thing. Yeah, um, subconscious watching... is crazy, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, we feel fear and we feel sad. And, you know, we, if we look at the dark, if we look at a dark corner and then something comes out of it, all of a sudden we, like, immediately have a, almost all of us will have an extreme fear response. Like, it's just because, you know, running on 10,000 years of uh, running and not getting eaten by, you know, 36-foot bears. <clears throat> 
American yeah. short fa- American short faced bear. Look it up. It was a real bear. We used to have them. There were hundreds of thousands of them. And when they're standing on their hind legs, they were fucking thirty six feet tall. Yeah, and it, and most of the it like it, it's like such a cliche, but it's so true. Like most of like the deep seated reasons we react to the thing, like the we react the ways we do and stuff, is like because of our childhood. <laughs> yeah, we're well, very influenced by our parents, like. And at the end of the day, it's even more than, like, when I say we're influenced by our parents, like, it's almost like we're kind of DNA, we're snapshots of who they were, like, at the moment of conception, basically. And all that information. And and the way they behaved is the way we grew up behaving, and, you know, that's why, yeah, there's some, uh, this is a rabbit hole for sure. Okay, let's talk about some nerd news. Nerd news, yeah, positive nerd news. Yeah positive news before i start fucking talking about how nothing's new anymore and how it all sucks and now i hate marvel i'm just kidding <laughs> well season nine's a pretty good run though nine seasons is a pretty fucking good run Yeah. I can hear it. I can hear you. This one. Okay. Oh, all right, all right, and that's me, I think. Okay, anyway, so uh, I'll repeat that in case nobody heard it because maybe my audio device wasn't there. Um, but um, uh, yeah, so you you and I have uh, have spoken about uh, <laughs> spoken about the the Warner Brothers, you know, and how shit they are and dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying, like, uh, like I usually post these streams as videos on YouTube. And so I uploaded the one where we talked about, you know, Snyder and Warner Brothers and that in that article that was written. Uh, and like none of our videos really get comments. And like most sure. of them only get like three to five views. So that, that one got two views and one comment. And the one okay. comment was restore the Snyderverse with a fire oh, emoji. And the fucking bot, the bots, bro. It's the bots. They're fucking dragons down, down. Terminator, bro. They're coming after us. Arnold Schwarzenegger. For real. Oh god, the Snyder, Snyder, the Snyder Terminator, bro. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, that's hell funny. Um, and it's hell funny that these bots are like that. Like I don't know, like that dedicated. They're like literally. It's I don't know. Like I said before, like you know, I talked about this before, but I really think like. I almost feel like a fourth of everybody on the fucking internet is bought to be 100% honest with you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, all bots. It's, it's so, it's so easy to make bots. Like it's really not that hard to like have them do a few basic commands. Like I could teach my, I watched a few videos. I could probably teach myself how to do it in like nine or 10 hours. How to, you know, basically instruct the computer, go here, click this or make this comment. I moved in there, like hit next video, go on. <gasps> 
yeah. you know, start, start them on a chain. So the algorithm recommends the account that the bot associated with was some kind of like, you know, fan video watcher or something like that. And so it just marathons something, but fan videos. And then that bot goes on to do all those things. And yeah, it's, just, it's very, it's very strange world right now on the internet. It used to be a really cool place. And to be honest now, it's just kind of fucking shitty. Um, that really makes me mad. <laughs> Positive news. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's that is hell funny though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, th- this is something we haven't like talked about at all, um, mm-hmm. as far as like what's going on with Warner Brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. so this, so something happened, um, something happened back in, dude. This guy keeps calling me. Hold on. Uh, talk oh, about something. No. Oh, no. Give me one second. Yeah, if you gotta take a call, no worries. I'll keep our viewers entertained. I definitely won't get us kicked off the internet or anything like that. Yo. 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 You know, know, uh, I did see that, but I'm actually streaming right now. Like, live on the internet. So, uh... No, it's not facts. So, so is that uh, who I think it is? Yeah. I recognize that yeah, draw so, anywhere. God damn it! So <laughs> he's in here messing up with the. Yeah. So internet people who are listening, uh, my my friend on the phone uh, is telling me about John Bernthal returning as the Punisher because uh, he saw an article by a website called Giant Freaking Robot. Uh, the... Oh, Instagram. Great. What's the what's the page that shared it? Oh, a fan page, right? So there's this there's this website called Giant Freaking Robot that their sources are all insiders and uh, people that in, know that don't exist really, and yep. they've been saying Punisher's been coming back for like years, and like th- today they posted an article saying confirmed one million percent in episode count, John Bernthal's Punisher returning, rated TVMA. Uh, yeah, no, there's no there's no source for that. That's not confirmed. Nobody's talking about that. It's not a thing. It may happen one day. We can get our hopes up, but no, uh, nothing. John Berthold was a great Punisher. And, you know, if they're bringing that whole Netflix verse back, it wouldn't fucking surprise me if they brought John Berthold back too. I wouldn't think anything of it, but, uh, I mean, th- there is always hope of his return, uh, possibly in the Daredevil series, possibly in other series, like, John Bernthal was a great Punisher. A lot of fans like him, and when you have fans behind him, Kevin Feige will usually listen and do something. But uh, all these people on this website that keep saying this, they they don't know what they're talking about. The the first time they said Punisher confirmed for Moon Knight season two, that was before Moon Knight season one ever came out, and <laughs> and they didn't even have a season two planned. And their source was an insider. And it's like, okay, thanks, man. Yeah, no worries. All right, for sure. All right, wait. It's out of the way. <clears throat> yeah. What do you so, think about the Punisher being coming back to the MCU? <laughs> I, I think it. I think it's it's bound to happen, right? Like. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. That's a, I said that as kind of a joke, but like you know, I do agree. Like it's just he was a really good Punisher. Everybody liked him. You know, everyone everyone agrees that the whole like Jessica Jones was good. I actually liked Iron Fist, even though a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you and I both love, 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 love Daredevil. You know, love it with passion. Uh, uh, and yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, like, Marvel, Marvel hasn't been perfect with this stuff, right? Like, um, 
we we've had like agents of shield to show and and inhumans and stuff and like these things are uh like you know even though like they they're technically parts of canon in some way like they're largely ignored right um like and, and i was okay with that when agents of shield was going on because to me it's like well it, it makes well, it, sense what was yeah, that just no just to say real quick too agents of shield like i understand why they didn't go 100 percent into it because i did watch it you know you and i both watched it while it was good the acting for a lot of for a lot of people was very what i would call b quality stuff you know and i don't i don't blame disney for not wanting to get a high behind it 100 even if i did think like you know this is interesting it's okay it's good the guy who plays phil Coulson was amazing yeah um, I, I feel like just, they were behind it but yeah but like so the way it made sense in my head is like i was i always thought like the things that the agents of shield do would never affect the avengers and stuff because it's like small scale like they're the people behind the scenes right doing the things yeah and it was the same with like the netflix characters like that's not going to always draw a lot of attention from like iron man and captain america who are like traveling the world defeating cosmic level threats and stuff because these are like ordinary like neighborhood things like like what spider-man would do also you know like until he becomes yeah. big right like yeah th- that's that's why like you don't really see that interaction upwards because the things that the agents of shield do are never going to really affect the avengers but because of how big the things the avengers do are it's always going to affect them so like that's why you'd have tie-ins and agents of shield with like the movies a little bit like because they're yeah, affected well, by the things that happen in the movies and Age of Ultron, you know, like they're the ones that found that base that they were attacking in the beginning. I think it was a plot of that whole season of Agents of Shield. Yeah, there was that. There was uh, when when all the Shield files got leaked. Obviously, that was going to affect them. Yeah, like and Shield, Shield collapsed after um, you know the Captain America. That was Civil War. No, it was the Civil uh, War. It was Winter no, Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. And so that always made sense to me. And so like I, I've appreciated the way Marvel has handled like their different properties um and now with like all like the kind of multiverse stuff and the potential for secret wars and and whatever else is happening like you can see these characters again even though like you know the netflix stuff is gone right there's always an opportunity for that the difference with what warner has done and this is something we never talked about warner warner brothers uh essentially became warner media discovery uh in in april of this year uh so uh, AT&T, right, Warner, they, they, they're they the big conglomerate, right? And they've had different facets of their business. And Discovery used to be one uh, separate from from Warner Brothers. And they've merged them. They merged them in, in April of this year. And essentially, a bunch of people from Warner Brothers left, like left the board. Like high-ranking people in Warner Brothers, like nine of them left. Mm-hmm. And uh, the... the the head of, of Discovery is now the head of the merged company of Warner Media Discovery. And they're making a bunch of changes, right? Wholesale changes. At, at And it makes sense, right? And, like, the, the thing is, as fans of comic books and, and, and DC in general, like, I've been disappointed by the lack of continuity between things. So, like, they had Arrowverse, right, on CW. They had The Flash lack of like good quality content that we can stand behind and go and see consistently like you know every year a few movies and go wow our minds are blown by this amazing scale of this project and you know the unique right. twist they took the stories and the characters and the actors coming together and melding and 
you know, we didn't get any of that. We just, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and so if you guys enjoy TV, like in, in CW, like some of Arrow was good. Uh, the Flash. I, li- I, like, I like the first few seasons of Arrow. I thought they were very intense and right. very enjoyable. And, the, like, and, you know, people who watch The Flash, like Grant Gustin, they think he's a good Flash. They like the show for the most part. I, I've only watched maybe the first five seasons, if I remember. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but, no, I really enjoyed The Flash. I, I, I probably will watch the rest of it at, at some point. Uh, Supergirl was mediocre. Um, I watched it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Superman and Lois gets a lot of praise, and I understand why. Like, I watched the first two episodes of it. I haven't watched it since, but I, I actually thought it was really good like it's just uh a little too real for some people i think uh, at certain points in it um I think it a little but, slice lifey yeah there's always been complaints from fans like we enjoy the tv shows but then there's no crossover ever with anything else like as far as movies like they're all crossover with each other on the cw but most of them have been canceled now anyway or are over um and so like the you know there's disappointment there because <sighs> I don't know, and it feels like they can't even get their movies right. On top of that, like you have like the Snyderverse stuff, and you have everything else, which feels you get good actors too. That's the thing that really fucking pisses me off. Like I don't know who they're gonna get to replace Henry Cavill as Superman because I just have it in my brain now. I don't piss his cap mouths off off, but you know it's just I really think Henry Cavill like he just fits into the role so so well. Like everything about it, from his hairline to his jawline to everything, it's just. It sucks. It really does. Um, you know, I, I actually like Ben Affleck as you know. I thought he was an effective, okay, Batman. Uh, very a lot more intimidating maybe than Christian Bale's. Um, but you know, I, I'm sure you had your own. I, I like yeah, I like the look of the characters more than I like the characters' portrayal. Um, yeah. But it might it, have to do with writing as well. But you know, it's not just. Yeah, it, it just feels everything feels so disconnected everywhere, right? And like. Even, like, the movies they've tried to launch, most of them can't get off the ground. Like, again, The Flash has been in production for forever. Like, it was supposed to come out in, like, 2016 or something. Like, yeah. cre- like something insane. Like, it's just, so, like, they also got a few additional problems with The Flash, you know, and their main stars. They have them around. now, but they wouldn't have had them then. <laughs> yeah. Before, it was, like, the writers kept leaving, and there was rewrite after rewrite. The directors left. That's like, why Ezra Miller went insane. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, it's, it's always been this great dysfunctional thing and like it's just proves the point that they're two most successful movies that oh i I mean well it's the joker and the batman right but people overwhelmingly like agree that the joker is is a good movie and the batman's a little more divided right yeah i I like i like the joker um i thought there were some issues with the story itself mainly that you know basically you kind of can't trust the but you learn that you really can't trust the main character and to me that seems like a weird plot device because it basically means you can't even trust the movie in itself so well know, that, that, that happens frequently in in other yeah. things it's an unreliable narrator kind of thing like yeah um but yeah no no i get you like and i wasn't as big a fan of of the joker movie as a lot of people were like yeah, and i wasn't like a dire like you know there were a lot of people on the stump saying like oh this is fucking the best movie ever made it's so deep oh my god someone's finally like i do agree oh someone's finally making commentary on mental health in the united states but yeah, I think we need more movies, and I think it needs to be way more direct than that. <laughs> yeah, the the movie was essentially, hey, we didn't give a shit about mental health in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, he didn't like, like he only and he only he only shot like two people. If you really want to make a story about how disastrous mental health care can be, those people make a story about someone who goes and like guns down twenty five people in a public place or something like that. Just gotta say. You know, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah. So like it just it just like the dif- the dysfunction of Warner Brothers just continues and continues. And so now with the merger, right? Like we we've had like announcements of of things and like it, it's just insane to me. Uh, I'll skip this story about the Flash. Uh, it's it, it's getting canceled. Season nine will have thirteen episodes, right? Sorry, that's right. I didn't know you wanted to talk about that. No, 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 no. It's it's I, I'm building to a point. So okay, got it. You know the second the second article is Ben Affleck will appear in Aquaman in the last in the Lost Kingdom as Batman, right? Yeah, so any sense because he's out as Batman, so we don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. Right. Nothing makes any sense. And again, like, and we're being told also, like, Warner Brothers has no interest in continuing Snyderverse or anything or whatever. So uh, you you did your own Batman movie, and you have no interest in the Snyderverse and Ben Affleck's Batman, but now he's gonna be in your Aquaman movie. Okay, fine. I understand the Batman movie is takes place not in the DCU; it's its own separate thing, just like the Joker movie. But the thing is, nobody actually cares about the DCU because it hasn't been good and it's been inconsistent. But anyway, that that all builds to the next point. Mm. Warner Brothers Discovery apparently has canceled their Batgirl movie. Mm. Like we we talked about the Batgirl movie, we talked about the look of the character, we you know some of the casting news and whatever. We we discussed. I'm sure we that. did. I don't remember. I'm, I'm sure we did. I don't remember. But you know, I'm you know, I was. I'm, I think you were excited for it, weren't you? Or was that just maybe? I was excited for it. The crazy thing is that they've put about a hundred million into this movie, and they're just oh. canceling it. <laughs> like <laughs> like like it, the Batgirl it, won't get a theatrical release, and it won't even premiere on HBO Max. It will simply it, be canceled, despite the fact that it is already finished. Yeah, it, this tie, and this really ties back into what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast with big companies. They just start making the shittiest, short-sighted. Like, Dude. I don't know how to... short the, the most short-sighted, awful, worst decision you could possibly make because you have a fucking old board of old people who spend a shitload of money to get on that board who know nothing about movies. They know nothing about the fucking characters. They don't give a shit. They just want to make a bunch of decisions and feel, and feel like, you know, that they have something important to do in the world because they're just egomaniacs bro and you stack that you stack that with the knowledge because this is what we talked we talked about this i remember distinctly they confirmed michael keaton was returning as batman in this yeah and so so the new york post i think that was the new york post that uh released this yeah the new york post right that their story suggests that Batgirl tested so poorly with preview audiences that the studio decided to cut its losses and run for the sake of the brand's future. It said they think uh, an unspeakable Batgirl is going to be irredeemable. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery and HBO Max won't be getting off lightly for this. The budget for the film is estimated to be between $70 million and $100 million. That makes this one of the biggest write-downs in Hollywood history, all without playing in a single theater. So crazy to me, dude, that you can just write off that much money. They could like them. That's not just that's already spent assets. That's cash. That's what people don't understand. It's not balance. Yeah. It's not credit. It's not debt. It's not. It this, might, it's it not might be th- debt. They might have paid for it with debt. You never know. Yeah, that could be possible. But still, like you know, it's just active cash in somebody else's pocket because a lot of these people, like you know, the people on the ground, they get paid. They get paid in cash. <laughs> it's yep. just. And, it, and it, this isn't the first time, right? Warner Brothers Discovery also killed a 75 million dollar wonder twins project that they had planned they i don't think they put money into that yet but there was a cast i remember they had they had a cast released for it um but they never shot this is crazy think about this this was the cast for a batgirl 
Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon. J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. Everybody knows J.K. Simmons, right? I want pictures of Spider-Man, right? Uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. And Brendan Fraser as Firefly. In this movie, it's just gone. It will never be released. Firefly is a big name drop, too. Well, not really. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like, you know, he's fucking cool. He flies around. He fucking burns shit down. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's crazy. I like him. Interesting fact about Firefly: they they uh, gender swapped Firefly in uh, the show Gotham. Anyway, I don't have an issue with that. I was just you know sharing. Interesting fact, very interesting. But you know, it's just dumb that you know at the end of the day, and it pisses everybody off that a studio can just blow seventy five million dollars and go, "Whoops, my bad." It's just where where are we going? What is what is the point of the DC universe anymore? Like. Dude, dude, it's crazy. Like, think honestly, of, the best the best hope we have now is fucking Disney just buys DC movies. <laughs> yeah, but antitrust laws will put an end to that. To be honest, yeah, it's too it's too entertainment. They have all the superheroes. Think about this, right? <clears throat> think about this series of events. The Rock got booed at Comic Con. Super Pets underperformed, which I I, I expected it to. Ben Affleck comes back as Batman, and now Batgirl is canceled. And think about the timeline. All of this happened in 10 days. Yeah, that's why another thing I wanted to bring up, too, about The Rock. Like, after watching Super Pets, like, they're literally... They had a cameo at the end that was supposed to, like, tie back into the DCU or something like that. And it was just so stupid. Dude, this... So this... this uh... And it really, sorry, just to finish that thought, it really seems like they're trying to rely solely on The Rock for star power to hold up the DCEU, even though it's, like, actively, like, in a state of collapse. This is what happens when something's collapsing. All right, there is no future. It's all over for the DCU, but oh, it's yeah. just depressing. And, and so this well, uh, there's a there's a Twitter account that, like, frequently reposts news, and, and they, get, they, get, they have good sources. I mean... They, they just take what's already real sources. So, like, from Variety, like, pretty much is, like, they they said Batgirl was canceled so it could be a tax write-down. This was seen mm-hmm. internally as the most financially sound way to recoup the cost compared to a HBO Max or theatrical release. They thought they'd get uh. more money by by using their cost as a tax write-off than by actually releasing it. This is why I hate shareholder economics. It's the worst thing that's happened to this country since, like, you know fucking the vietnam war (laughs) dude it's it's actually crazy and in that's it's hard it's hard because i don't even know what to say because i i I was excited for batgirl and and like this occurred to me today when i was taking a shower i don't know if that's weird but like i was thinking about it right jr tolkien thought of the uh one ring to rule them all poem while he was in the bathtub there you go so so it occurred to me right like there are so many marvel projects right Mm -hmm. and and some of them may not be up to the quality of others and stuff so it's okay they still exist and they still tie back into the greater mcu in some in some interesting way but you expect right criticism for that right yeah and and we can criticize dc but there are a lot of people who love dc and love the snyder stuff and whatever and and I thought maybe they don't actually like it, 
they're just so deprived of actual content that like they just take whatever they can get and and hold on to it and look for the goodness in all of it because they know that they're never gonna get what what Marvel has given people. That's what I you know. That's what I've been saying about fantasy fans for like thirty years. Yeah, fantasy and science fiction. Not so much science fiction fans because they got Ender's Game a few years ago. So, but more fantasy fans just there was Tolkien, and then that was the pillar of bedrock of fantasies everyone else was built on. Um, <laughs> and he's just good, been ripping them off since then. Pretty much, and like you know, another great American writer came out called Ursula K. Le Guin, um, and yeah. she wrote Wizard of Earthsea, which I consider to be another amazing bedrock of fantasy that a lot of people don't really talk about. Neil Gaiman too. Yeah. Um, you know, Robert Jordan with the Wheel of Time. I'm not the biggest fan of the Wheel of Time series, but you know, a lot of people, it's they're still th- fucking 13 bucks, so and they're all they, they all connect together. Um, but recently, you know, we got Brandon Sanderson putting out the Stormlight Archive, but that's really been it, you know. It's, it's yeah, it's a sad state of affairs, and like, you know, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but like, dude, it's actually like crazy how stacked this month is for like new content uh we got all the mcu stuff or well no wait yeah so like she hulk and some other stuff um and then like even things just coming to disney plus like like buzz lightyear that movie's coming to disney plus tomorrow uh like just it's pretty much stacked like and uh worth noting andor the you know cassie and andor series yeah, I'm not watching any commercials or anything like that because honestly, like they were, yeah, they released the trailer and I ignored it. I'm not watching yeah. it because I, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay clean. But I did notice they pushed the release date back to September 21st, mm. and it was originally yeah. like August 20th or something, and so it got pushed back, which I think is a good thing. They're gonna release three episodes on September 21st on the premiere night, so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just crazy because you also have Rings of Power coming up. You have House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff. You have She-Hulk. You have um, uh, House, of, House of the Dragon. I don't know if I would put that up there with all those. Like, that well, it's still like the... it's still hotly anticipated, right? Uh, see, uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's different. Little... It's different showrunners, so maybe people have hope. I don't know. Um, oh, no. The Bad Batch <laughs> season two. Yes, that's yep. So yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff coming. Um, but despite the fact I didn't watch the Andor trailer, there is some news surrounding Cassian Andor. Um, apparently, the show did not use the stagecraft technology that the Mandalorian <laughs> show uses. If you guys aren't familiar with that, uh, it's kind of like uh, instead of a green screen, it's like a big bubble, like a half half bubble, like sphere kind of thing that like you, cameras. you yeah like it's all just like thousands of cameras and like pixels and stuff and like you can like set you can you can create like a, a stage like in front of it that has like you know you can put down rocks and whatever and like whatever like your base is and then like as your cameras change and stuff everything changes about it but it's all like digital pixel by pixel like alteration of the landscape and things like that Uh, it's actually crazy technology but uh andor is not using that um uh use of large led screens commonly known as the volume to display planetary environments was a game changer for the visual effects industry when the series debuted in 2019 uh ilm uh would later employ these video walls on other star wars shows and even loan them out 
to films like The Batman and Black Adam. However, one upcoming Lucasfilm project opted to do things the old-fashioned way. While speaking with Empire, showrunner Tony Gilroy confirmed that Andor chose more practical sets over ILM stagecraft technology. Uh, and all I see on Twitter uh, is people responding to the trailer and saying, no wonder this show looks so good. Like, as far as, like, the, the way it's filmed, like, they're saying, like, you know, I'll have hope. That's all I can do is have hope that Star Wars content that comes out is good because I'll watch it because it's Star Wars content. But, like, you know, after Boba Fett, after... after yeah, um, I think they mean know, visually, Obi-Wan. though. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's see what happens. Do, so, do, do you do you think, like, do you like the use of, like, the technology for, like, the, the, the I think settings? Man- Mandalorian looked fantastic. There were no complaints. Uh, they mixed practice a lot of practical effects in with it you know at the end of the day i think the rancor thing was really fucking stupid as a plot device but it looked really fucking cool <laughs> yeah uh, and then i mean they they also went on site to film uh like the scene where the mandalorian meets boba fett in in the mandalorian like when boba fett shows up on that planet and grogu is like trying to like you know summon other jedi or whatever uh that was like filmed like in the in, in california here like on set, so, yeah, you know, and it's but, good. But most sometimes, of it is used in the thing. Sometimes those environmental effects work really well. Like you know, that's what they were like. Fucking the forest mood of Endor is just the redwoods in California. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's there's and sometimes is just they, Norway. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of a. Um, yeah, like but, were, but there's always challenges, right? With on on, yeah, on so absolutely, when, there, there's, there's weather. Um, that's happened. That's something that happened a lot in Lord of the Rings. I know that they had to deal with weather effects a lot up in the New Zealand hills. Um, it, when they filmed the Black Gate scene, they were in an active minefield. Yeah. Like it's crazy. They had to have like a bomb squad like out there and shit. Yeah. Well, he had a big expanse of empty, bleak looking area. I, don't, I couldn't imagine a more perfect place than giant fucking mine. Yeah, it, like Lord of the Rings is crazy when you think about all the things that happened. Like Viggo Mortensen broke his toe kicking an orc helmet. Uh, Sean Dude, Astin Orlando. got a piece of glass through his foot. Orlando he, Bloom fucking broke something, didn't he? He yeah, broke he his like, arm or shoulder or something, falling off a horse or he, something he like still, that. He still filmed that entire day. It was yeah. fucking. It blew my fucking yeah. mind, dude. Like it was crazy. What a fucking champion. And Sean, yeah. uh, Sean, not Sean. It is Sean Penn. No, it's not Sean no, Penn. Sean, uh, Sean Astin when he was chasing. Uh, Frodo in the boat. He walked into the water, got a piece of glass through his foot. And then there was like uh, Boromir. Who played Boromir Sean again? Bean. Sean Bean. That's who I'm thinking of. He walked because he didn't like fucking. He yep. hated. He hated helicopters so much. And I don't fucking blame him. I, I hate flying personally. If I ever get super rich, I'm gonna take fancy trains everywhere. Yeah. Uh, he and walked up. Yeah. All he walked. He was literally in, in full costume in gear, dude. And not not what a great fucking way to get yeah. into character. Viggo Mortensen also chipped a tooth. Yeah, like crazy shit was happening during the filming. Like those fucking orcs, dude. Like they had, they they all had to be in costume. Like they got there at onset at four thirty in the morning, and then they were in cosmetics until like ten a.m. So yeah. they could film for two or three hours. Uh, dude, we we talk about this for hours probably. Yeah, but like when you think about it, like all that stuff, like you know, makes for a very good end product. But when you can get a similar to almost exact end product with like there, well, way less seen, work and way less complications. Gollum was all CGI, and he looked amazing. You know, it's well, like, that was you know, new technology too. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's, it's it was all... so it was present Lord of the Rings. It's you have to have a good mix of both. Like you know, using the new crazy shit to do crazy effects when it matters, and like 
you know, at the end of the day, too, these actors are actors and they need to interact with each other. That's why I hate, like, you know, this green, this green screen solo talking where they edit the different, like, actors in. Yeah. When you could have much more chemistry, and that's, that's what the Hobbits was from a lot. There was a lot of chemistry sometimes between the dwarves because sometimes they were talking, like, completely different rooms. Not like, right. you know, and then and it, 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 it was fucking crazy. I think yeah, the Hobbit yeah, yeah. is the, the same Hobbit thing happened great with, um, with, yeah, with the Hobbit movies. Like, like uh, Christopher Lee filmed, like, all his scenes, like, remotely in uh england and there's and they just added him into the other scenes yeah you know and the, i think the hobbit is a great example of what happens when technology you let technology run amok and you try to only do like you know the craziest newest things it's, yeah it's, fun fact yeah. Gollum would have never been possible and no no motion, yeah no yep. motion capture would be possible without the innovation of ilm films. And, uh, yep. you know, doing fucking crazy ass fucking shit bro didn't even realize this, but Pixar was started was another brainchild of Lucasfilms too. I didn't even know that until like I watched the documentary about George Lucas. What a fucking crazy ass guy from the basically exploded exploded the movie theater, did an old backyard present though. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> uh, what a fucking guy. There's nothing much else to this article aside from that they're filming on set. Okay. Yeah. And uh, also we were talking about DC too, you know, and it's sad. And I'm sad that DC is falling apart all the time. But. Yeah, yeah, it's it is very depressing because like despite everything, like we are still fans of DC. So in Batman, you know, like like we keep saying before, like you know, I knew Batman and I knew this and I knew that, like Batman, Wonder Woman, and Supergirl, and all those people. Um, you know, the, the Red Twister guy who turns his like hands into twisters or whatever. Red Tornado. But the dude who's like silver and he's like atomic or whatever, and like you know, he's actually like he can detonate at any time and like blow up half the planet or something like that. You know, and that guy who's a fucking cowboy. He's just he's just a cowboy. Like that's his whole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like I don't know if it's just being a cowboy is his whole thing. Like I don't. Know. I can tell you, is being a cowboy just his whole thing? Is that how that works? I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, I think his name is Vigilante or something like that. He's like the oh Vigilante. No, his thing is uh, no uh, no. He's always dressed like a cowboy though. <laughs> He's in Peacemaker. He's a fucking cowboy, bro. Is he a cowboy in Peacemaker? No, he's just vigilante. Well, in in Peacemaker, he's kind of a joke in a lot of ways, but like he's still right. badass. Like pe- vigilante is just like you know, essentially a vigilante. He, he he to me is akin to to Taskmaster in a lot of ways, aside from like the skill set. But like he's very similar to to Taskmaster. Who else? Uh, you know, I know who I knew who Darkseid was before I knew who Thanos was, like as a kid. But you know, I'm putting that out there too. Like, yeah, I think that's a similar experience for a lot of young people. Yeah, the first time I heard of Darkseid, I was like six or seven, and one of my friends mentioned him because he was like in a Mortal Kombat game or something. And so he mentioned Darkseid, and all I could think of was Star Wars. And I was like, I was like, wait, like the whole Dark Side of the Force is a character in Mortal Kombat. Planet name is so stupid too. I love it. <laughs> Apocalypse, but it's like spelled like the most contrived dumb way. Yeah. Like let's make the C a K and let's like make the make the thing like the 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 eyes wise and stuff. Like it's apocalypse. Crazy. Yeah, but I do like how he has his, you know he's got that signature stance with his fucking hands behind his back and it's cool as fuck. Yeah. Uh, so this is interesting news. Uh, apparently, John Favreau didn't want Tony Stark to die in Avengers Endgame. Um, you said who? I said ooh, like oh. that's a huge because like, that's what Robbie Jones Jr. wanted, right? So that was like him well, saying, oh, I want 
Yeah, and in the Russos, right? So, like, in, in general, moviegoers seemed happy with the send-off that Marvel gave Tony Stark. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't have been able to keep playing the role forever, and a recast would have been distracting, so having his character die in a heroic fashion, followed by the tearjerker of a funeral, was probably the right call. However, one person who didn't share the view was John Favreau, who allegedly tried to talk directors Joe and Anthony Russo out of killing off the MCU's flagship superhero. Uh, before I get to the quote, uh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr., be like, two or three years before this, uh, before Endgame came out, had talked about, um, like, he didn't want to be the person who was, like, still trying to do it when they're, like, way too past it, you know? Like, he's like, I don't want to be the, the the player who who keeps trying to play, like, through, like, pain and injury and, like, to, and hang up my, my jersey too late, you know? Like, he's like, I want to still, like, I want to hang it up when I'm in my prime. Uh, he, probably wants, he probably wants to do like you know other projects as well like and... yeah yeah uh so the russos described favreau's reaction while breaking down some of their most iconic scenes in a new video for fanny fair uh when discussing tony death's uh tony's death anthony recalled getting a phone call from the original iron man director after he read endgame screenplay as he tells it favreau was shocked by how the filmmakers planned in stark's big screen journey uh, they said, I remember pacing on the corner of a stage on the phone with Favreau, trying to take him off the ledge, uh, talk him off the ledge, uh, remember Joe, because he's like, you can't do this. It's going to devastate people, and you don't want them walking out of the theater and into traffic. We did it anyways. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Uh, Damn. I didn't realize John Favreau was that much of a pussy, especially since that guy was in the fucking Sopranos. <laughs> like... I mean, to be fair, he was also in Friends, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Uh, Joe also admitted that trying not to fuck up Downey's last line resulted in some of the most pressure either of them had ever faced in their filmmaking careers. In fact, the version of Tony's death that made it into Endgame, uh, Endgame's theatrical cut, was actually the third one they shot during production. With this, they understood where Favreau was coming from. They said, to John's credit, he hadn't stepped through the process in the way that we had, so we would have had the same reaction if somebody had dropped that on us uh yep okay uh yeah that's interesting it is interesting that uh that john favreau had that reaction i, I like as fans i felt like we all kind of expected it like and, and even when he got stabbed in infinity war i thought oh this might be the end like he might not even yeah. be in endgame same I, I thought i thought the thanos killed him right there right then and there i was like damn it's pretty hardcore because you know me i'm a fan of bold action specifically when it comes to storytelling and uh just you know, you gotta have weight to certain. You gotta have weight in your movies, and that means taking characters away that people love, and people appreciate that and they respect it, and they you know enjoy the time they had with that character, even if it feels bad. You know, yeah. in the moment when the character is gone. I think people had a much harder time with the Captain America decision, yeah, uh, more, because more. a lot of people would would say like that's so out of character for Steve Rogers to like neglect his duty to be ha to to find happiness. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't have a problem with it, but you know. I was, you know, time travel. I fucking... <laughs> I got a uh, say. <laughs> yeah, so the, the last piece of news uh, is quick, pretty much. Kevin Feige said uh, Fantastic Four reboot won't be an origin story. He pretty much said people are familiar with it or should be and uh, that, that we don't need to do that, which just lends credence to what I was saying before. Like, you're 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 gonna have an already established group and the best way to have an already established group of fantastic four or x-men characters is through something like secret wars and time travel with kang and blah 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 who knows if that's what they'll actually do but that's my prediction uh, or multiversal travel or something right like 
think that the uh, three Fantastic Four members are going to come and kidnap our our uh, Mr. Fantastic and take him back to his universe, their universe? Uh, I have no idea. All I know for sure is that I think Kevin Feige has been in the weeds too long and is wrong about this. I don't think the majority of people are familiar with the Fantastic Four story. I remember seeing that in theaters twice. Uh, the first one was actually pretty fucking good. Uh, it sucks. Are you uh, are you familiar with their origin story? Uh, that they went onto a space station, got blasted with some cosmic radiation, got a bunch of fucking weird powers. That's yeah. like it. Yeah, that's um, that's pre- that's pretty much it. Um, the the biggest difference, like between um, how it happens in the comics and how it happened in that fantastic four movie is uh is dr doom had nothing to do with it and wasn't there yeah um and he always wanted to be there and he wanted their powers and he was going to take it for himself well yeah he, he went to college with reed and they were you know they they were rivals and blah 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 and uh stuff about his upbringing and whatnot and then continuously being thwarted through everything all the time the thing is like most marvel fans including myself would argue dr doom is like one of the greatest marvel villains of all time uh the the the, the problem is (laughs) he he always gets his ass kicked like no matter what he always loses no matter what with every marvel villain like essentially though like they're there to be defeated by the hero um yeah but i'm sure they're victories you know he has small wins and then big losses whereas like other villains sometimes have like huge wins like you never got you never got a snap moment is what you're saying well that like i mean he like to, to me the the his biggest successes are in in the video game ultimate alliance the, <laughs> the marvel's ultimate alliance the first one like i love that story and it gave dr doom like this crazy amount of power and victory and like it was everything i ever wanted from dr doom i, I loved that game because of what they did for dr doom and I've always just appreciated his character, but like, dude, it, it re- anybody go read his wiki page and just read how he just gets his ass whipped by Reed Richards every time. It's almost like a character named Doctor Doom was meant to be taken seriously, but then all of a sudden, I don't know, like it just happened. Because <laughs> it's fucking Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom kicks ass, dude. His name is Doctor Doom. Except when he, dude, look at, look at this shit. Yeah, a little figurine right there. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but also, do you know what the name of that character is? Uh, yeah, Doctor. It's, it's, it's Doctor. Yeah. You know, there was a rapper named MF Doom. Yep, he's the best. Rip. Yeah. Also, rest in peace. Yeah, he delighted. But yeah, he. I mean, he he was obviously a big fan of Doctor Doom too, and people took him seriously, right? Yeah, you know. But also, like you know, that was kind of like a thing. Um, you know, Doctor Doom thing is that he's Doctor Doom. <laughs> You know that guy has yeah. MF Doom. You can't you can't make fun of Doctor Doom's name when his it, when his antithesis is Mister Fantastic. Yeah, but you know also that other guy has a name called Reed Richards, which is a much better name. Victor Doctor... Von Doom is a pretty good name. No, what is it? <laughs> Victor fr- Victor from Doom. From Doom, bro. He's from Doom. Von means like of. Well, I was having a conversation, complete and total sidebar. I was having a conversation with my therapist the other day, as I do, because I go to therapy because I'm mentally unwell at times. Um, do you think the golem was an active choice by Tolkien to use the word golem? And so as it means, like, you know, a, like a, a stone sentinel set about some sort of task. 
you think that was intentional, or do you think golem is like a uh, come to, coming together of certain words be used for a specific purpose? I think Tolkien is very precise in his language. That's uh, exactly what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, said. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think there's a other another definition for that word, like in terms of how it's spelled. Um. But, oh yeah, and What's the that? video game also got indefinitely delayed. So. Wait, which one? Uh, the Gollum video game. Got, oh like, yeah. Something. I, heard, I heard it got pushed back, not delayed, not permanently delayed, but you know, I, I could be wrong. That sucks because it, it was an interesting premise, you know, like him escaping, him escaping, dodging all those works would have been a fun little stealth game. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So it looks like the internet agrees with, uh, with, with kind of your. So, Gollum uh, is originated from the Hebrew word. Gollum, the like the way you know the way you uh, described it, G O L E M, uh, and in Hebrew that word Gollum is a creature of Jewish medieval folklore. A Gollum is the figure made into the form of a human and given life. Uh, the creature is then a slave to its master's commands. So, uh, arguably, the ring gave it that gave Gollum. The creature life and made it a slave to the ring, right? Yeah, more you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. And knowing Tolkien, he probably uh, knew a lot of words <laughs> like yeah. that. Um, you know, he was kind of studying at Oxford uh, as a professor of language, so you know maybe he knew a lot of things. <laughs> Oral examinations, he had to give them and take them. It was very fucking crazy. I still can't believe he used to do that. What he's going to bring up. Oral yeah. examinations because you have to stand there. You you have to stand for the whole two hours, and you have to like literally just belt off like answer questions. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, um, that's all the news and stuff. Um, but I I want to say congratulations again on passing your test. Um, Thank you. It's you know it's good. It's certainly a good mood booster. Um, but like you said, there's just a lot of fucking news that's so shitty right now, and it's just everything is just. Uh... Yeah, that's true. Um, my my wife also had a a test for uh, I was going to ask, yeah, I was going to ask, but I remember your wife doesn't like being on the internet, so I figured maybe. But no, so no, she she won't. I won't say what it was for, but but she did pass her first time taking it. She was nervous all day. She like thought she was going to fail, and like the thing is, like it's it's like how your test was. Like it's one of the tests where once you finish within like a couple minutes, they give you the results, but like something had happened, like that, like with the website or the machine or something they're like well we can't give you the results for some reason so like call us on monday or call call the company on monday and ask for talking about fucking stress yeah you failed fuck you yeah (laughs) so like after that like we came home and she just like logged into the website and and her score was on there so um, uh luckily yeah so yeah she passed um for her and i hope she moves forward in whatever career that she chose like you know just so like i'm gonna try my real career it actually begins this thursday because that's when i become affiliated with the office that i'm part of um that's when i'm gonna join all my you have to join all these yeah you have to join the nar which is national association of realtors then you have to join the car which is the california association of realtors then you got to join the dar which is the delta association of realtors which is our local board nice. um 
so you got to do all that. Um, so that's when I officially, you know, my career starts and then I'll be working floor that day as well, which means if a client comes in saying, Hey, I want to buy or sell a home. And I'm like, hi, I'm a real estate agent. Uh, I'll let me help you. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, all right, let's type up an agreement agency. And then yeah, start showing homes. Nice. Like I said, if you want me to drive up there to show homes for you guys, like, I don't know. I know you guys are working with real straight, uh, officer, uh, real estate agent previously. And I know you said that he had actually helped you out, like, you know, with your, situation that you were in so i completely understand wanting to work with an agent that really helped you out in the email that um, went like. well it's a lady and it's not like she's like helped no. us out that much but like she she also works a lot in the bay area you know so like but yeah, well it's smart to do like you know it's gas used to be a lot cheaper so it was a lot easier to drive back and forth back you know yeah I don't. I personally don't mind driving as long as it's for a good reason. It's kind of a waste of time with us, though. Like we we see a house usually on the outside, and we already know. Mm. We're just like, oh, this looked much better online, you know. Yeah. So it's like, like, yeah, it's not a waste of time. I don't mind helping you guys find a house, and you know. Yeah. Hey, so maybe we'll you'd start. You'd be my first client, so probably you're not gonna be. <laughs> like, so I think we'll start maybe like going to the neighborhoods first and like checking it out and stuff before yeah. we ask to see the property inside, you know. Yeah, well, if you want a presentation, have a boy. Or if you want to work local, do whatever you want. But, you know, I'm yeah. here for you. I'll, I'll let you know for sure. So, right. yeah. Anybody else, uh, all the millions of people listening, you, if you need a house, you know who to who to contact. Yep, just hit me up on, I don't know how you would contact me. You can, not you can leave my... a review. <laughs> exactly. Leave a review with your contact information. I'll let you up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not willing to post my cell phone number to all you people, but, you know, you should be more than willing to post your cell phone number to everybody. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Don't, don't dox yourself, but if you want to, if you want to give it to me for business, like you know, yeah. just post it wherever, wherever I can see it, which is most likely doxing yourself anyway. So yeah, I mean, all, all the like contact links are like in the description of the podcast or like the video that'll be posted on YouTube. So yep. if you're listening to the podcast version, uh, you can always DM me on Twitter or whatever, and I can get the message over. So yep, yeah, but anyway that's it that's everything so uh yeah goodbye internet thanks for watching and all that stuff yep